Across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Thank you, Baldy. Thank you, The Tramp. We've got a brilliant guest who's written a brilliant book coming up straight after the news. Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Just hang on a minute. I've not got, I've just totally not got the, um, hang on, bear with me, bear with me, bear with me. Just not, not ready, guys, sorry, just just not ready. There we go, there we go. Now we Um, discombobulated today. I'm a bit all over the place, a bit scatty. I, I mean, I, uh... you know, I'm, I'm playing this because there is a strong chance at some point in the foreseeable future, Herb Alpert is coming on the show. I mean, it really, I. And when he comes on, I'm just going to play this on a loop and sing it to him until he hangs up. That's all we're going to do when Herb comes on. That's all we're going to do. I'm in an odd mood tonight, so I don't know where we're going to go or what's going to happen. We'll have Rick Wakeman later on. Um, but, 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 you know I was on strike last week hashtag radio bland because radio is is tedious and is dull and is 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 so moribund so i went on strike to um, um to show my disgust at radio being absolutely pony really and i'm tired of doing the only decent radio show in this country while i was away while i was away while i was away uh, I read a couple of brilliant books. One of them was a book about Paul Simon, and we got the guy that wrote that coming on tomorrow, which is very, very exciting. But, 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 the other one I read was a book called I Live Inside Memoirs of a Babe in Toyland um, by Michelle Leon. I've just, I've just tweeted the link. Um, it was, oh, it was brilliant. I loved it. You know you get those books sometimes... And, um, you, you just don't want it to end because it's so charming and delicious. And it just takes you to a world that, I'll be honest, is completely alien to me. But, 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 I loved every moment of it. And I'm, I'm beyond thrilled to say we've got Michelle on the line now. Good evening, Michelle. Hi, Ian. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm over the moon to be talking to you. I, I, <laughs> your, you your book is, um, um, it's so intimate. I feel like I know you. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting to know you a little, too. Uh-oh. I love Herb Albert. Yeah, oh, man. Well, he, hopefully he's coming on. Can you believe it? Herb Albert coming on. That's something. <laughs> uh, your book, uh, I Live Inside, Memoirs of a Babe in Toyland. Um, uh, what, what, why did you decide to write it? Um, I've told this story a lot. I don't know uh, how to say it in more unique ways, but I 
I really did not want to write about the band. I was working on my master's degree in creative writing and writing about all kind of other things. And it's just everybody wants to know what it's like to be in a band. And it's not really what they think it is, you know what I mean? Well, everyone thinks that being in a band, even like, you know, a a, a moderately successful band, that it's glamorous and there's cocaine parties and um, (laughs) there are records. And and actually, uh, it, it sounds like it sounds really grim. Um, realms of humanity it has the whole scope of emotions <laughs> <laughs> is it is it true that the band was nearly called swamp pussy but you um you said no because you were too embarrassed to say that band name to your mum yes that's <laughs> true <laughs> i'm not ashamed to admit that um, do you think there'd I, be a whole different sense oh. of history if everybody all these years had to say swamp pussy all the time <laughs> i think it would be it would be a very very different uh, a different world but it's funny isn't it because i, I, I knew a little bit about your group b- before i read this but not massive masses if i'm completely honest but i've been watching loads of videos on youtube and live stuff and um you know you the, the, the three of you were so um Jeez, you're just so bloody loud. The, 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 yeah, <laughs> I mean, which is wonderful. But the, the, to, I, if I struggle to, to to find you um, blanching at the name of a band, but you were really—I mean, it's it's a brilliant sound, isn't it? The 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 the, the three—the yeah. sound that the three of you make—it's incredible. Yes, I think so too, and I think really unique. It wasn't, you know, there was definitely things that you have as influences, but I think that. Um, we created this whole unique thing that hadn't really been done before. What was interesting as well, I mean, it was, you, you, you were kind of busy in the late 80s, early to mid 90s. And even in the 90s, um, ev- pretty much every interview was, so what's it like being girls in a band? <laughs> that must have been incredibly yes. frustrating. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. <laughs> Uh, I, I, and also, like, you know, you. I think we didn't have this whole perspective of, like, we want to make our mark on feminism or, you know, th- we just thought we're just a regular band. Yeah. So, so shut it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is... It, I, I, is it has it changed now? I'm, uh, you know, I'm an old man, so I don't I don't know what's going on in the music world. But do you, has it changed <laughs> for women? Do, 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 do you, do, I mean, do, do women in bands still get the? Gosh, it's a it's a chick with a guitar. That's really old. Or have we gone past that now? Oh, and I think it's just the same. Really? <laughs> I don't think. I think we're maybe even going a little backwards oh, lately. Geez. That's loud. Yeah. We know, right? It, it, well, it is lousy, you know, because you kind of just think, yeah. you know, whatever. Who cares what you got between your legs? If you if you rock, you rock, Michelle. That's all that matters. Right? That's you can all. have a swamp pussy or whatever, <laughs> whatever you got, <laughs> whatever you got. Um, the book is the book is really intimate, and you you do go into a lot of details um, about the kind of drug use that was going on around you. Um, and you do reveal quite a few intimate things. Did you take stuff out, and did you question how honest and open you wanted to be? Yes, and yes. Yeah. Um, there were things, you know, I let Lori and Kat, my bandmates, read early drafts, and 
um, you know, there were some things that weren't explicitly like said that were okay. Yeah. That were I felt were a little too much of an invasion of cats' privacy in yeah. particular. And so, kind of at the very last minute, I'm like I can't, I can't do that unless she says it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wa- so more kind of imply things and you know there's a lot that can be said by not saying mm. it all explicitly mm. and that is kind of what like when you're around people who are drug users it it is kind of secret and is they're kind of weird and if you're not mm. in that world it's kind of a weird secret world and so in a way just kind of describing those little hints and things you see was, was kind of the most accurate way oh the people uh, listen i've been around people using hard drugs and and they are communicating on a, on a, on an almost psychic level aren't they there's a weird vibe if you're in a room with someone who's got coke or mm-hmm. heroin on them there is a weird vibe in that room yeah and it's just a whole you know different world mm. than i was part of and just being a kid you know i was 18 when I started playing with them so it was just kind of fast you know fascinating and you know you kind of imagine it as this glamorous big thing mm. but it really is kind of sad and tragic oh yeah there is, I mean there is a, a thing for a lot of young people I remember thinking the same I remember thinking what well, you'd read about these people having big cocaine parties you think god that sounds glamorous and you know and drugs can be fun for a bit but 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 cocaine and heroin in particular man alive it is tragic is the word you know as you see people just mm-hmm. being just disappearing into this thing that, that consumes mm-hmm. them it's horrible it is addiction is just horrific mm. so um yeah, that's the part that you don't really hear in the the rock stories so mm. much. Um, you also, uh, uh, it, it, uh, you're really honest as well about um, a partner of yours who dies in and her, in horrific circumstances, and um, it's just the saddest thing. And also the fact that you, the two of you, were kind of growing apart as well when he was mm-hmm. brutally murder and i hope you don't mind me talking about this michelle if it's too intimate then tell me to move on and i will because um it, uh, no it's okay okay it, it was just i mean it's it, it's just such a sad story did you check yeah. with anybody about whether you should put was there ever was there ever any question about you putting that bit in the book Oh no! I mean everything. Um, I I mean I I sent it to his, to Joe's family, mm. and they had you know read read it before it came out, and um, it, it was just an important part of the story. I, but just to be as honest as possible, and to be like in memory, you want to make people perfect, mm. you know, when they die, and just to to acknowledge all those shades of you know of a person that he was and that our relationship was and that there was good things and bad things and hard times and the best times and you know just to make it as real as possible um yeah it was it was such a a human moment the whole book is very human but it was just i just broke my heart reading that and about he was he was murdered on 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 the he, he popped out to the shops or something hadn't he yeah, he he went to the store. He got Rob coming home from the grocery store to get a movie and a and some food. Um, 
What's that music you're listening to in the background? That's very nice. Oh no, that's me. That. That's me. Oh, it's me. I, that's, that's what I thought. That was. I thought she's got. Um, she's playing some classical music. It's me. It's um. It's a classical version of Pet Sounds I've got going on on the back of my computer. I do apologise, Michelle. How, how unprofessional of me for crying out loud! That's awful. <laughs> I was like, you can hear Curious George. My son's watching Curious George. <laughs> oh, is he? Fantastic. How old's your yeah. son? He's two. Oh wow! He just turned two. Fun. I know. I had a baby in my mid forties. <laughs> Fun, a, a, a fun age. I've got two boys who are seven and and, and five. And and um, here's the thing: I bought my. Uh, uh, they're kind of getting into music, and I'm giving them as many options as possible. And um, yeah. I, I bought my five year old like a sort of three quarter size electric guitar today. Oh, cool! Oh, and he loves That's it. Awesome. They <laughs> love it. I mean, they can't right. play it, but they're just sat there hitting it and strumming it and making feedback, <laughs> and it's beautiful. I know it's so wonderful when you see kids like discovering all this new stuff. Yeah, they're just like made to make noise. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, exactly. And, it's, and my eldest said, who's seven, said, "Daddy, can I go and play on the guitar?" And I said, "Son, you you never have to ask me that question. Just yeah. go, do it, pick it <laughs> up, you know, hit it, do whatever you want, you know." Um, what- those moments are so amazing. I was driving my son to his daycare. I teach during the day. Mm. And Black Sabbath came on the radio. And he started, like, shaking his little fist <laughs> in his car seat. <laughs> and I'm like, this is this is everything I ever dreamed of. <laughs> Isn't it funny the way that we can we, we can sort of we can sort of nudge i'm i'm a huge fan of the monkeys michelle and i took my eldest to see the monkeys when he was five and i mean he was just you know just blown away to go and to be his first ever concert and it's singing all the songs yeah. that he knows and it is great fun kind of programming as as to what you you know playing lots of different music for them isn't it yeah yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying not to... I wanted to see where he naturally yeah. gravitates, Yeah, what he gravitates to. And he is, we get in the car and he's like, song, song. <laughs> <laughs> Turn on the radio. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'll play, I, we'll talk about your book again in a second. I know that's what we're here for. But we, 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 we play all kinds of stuff in the car. My my wife kind of likes the sort of Beyonce type music and I'm more like 60s pop, so I'm listening to the zombies and the Beatles and, and, and the monkeys. And I'm, I'm constantly. All that, all that stuff is like perfect for kids. Oh, it's, it's all kind of a sing along. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. And I'm, and I'm really kind of trying to encourage them to say, look, this is what I like, but you don't have to like it. And if you don't like it, that's just as valid as if you did like it a lot. You know, we don't have all to right. like the same stuff. Um, yeah, there's something like kids just make music more meaningful. Like we were, it's, you know, still cold here. It's still winter. We had mm. our fire going. Last night, and he's playing with his trucks, and we're listening to Mr. Bojangles. Oh, wow, yeah. And there's just something about that moment. Yeah. you're like, oh, this is so sweet. It gets, it just gets <laughs> you in the chest, doesn't it? What is, um, you said you're teaching. What, what are you teaching? I'm a special ed teacher. Right. So I have a license for, in autism, um, spectrum disorders. Yeah. And I work mostly individually with kids and, um, with do their academics with them. Yeah. And how and how's that going? Have you been doing that for a while? Yeah, this is my third year teaching. Right. So not that long. Okay. okay. Um I love it. I love it. I love like the those are like my kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all the ones who don't quite fit in yeah. and have all these quirks and are so unique and 
you know, where I will dance in the classroom and just try to create an environment because a lot of these kids just have such a hard time at school. Yeah. So to make make something where they can be unique, a, a place where that can happen sometimes too. Um, what's your relationship like with the rest of the band these days? It's good. I talk to Lori a lot. Um, Kat, I, we have a good relationship. I don't hear from her much. She, she kind of goes underground for a while and then she pops up to the will text and see each other now and then. But Lori and I, like, our, we do regular stuff. Mm. You know, we go to lunch and take the kid to the zoo, that kind of stuff. And do, do you um, do you miss it? I got a real sense when you left the band and the other two carried on and replaced you. Um, I got a real sense of just relief from you, that you were kind of out of that madness. And you talk about you kind of go around the country and you end up working in a florist and setting up your own florist. And it seemed, this is how I interpret it, so tell me if I'm wrong, that it was a relief to get out of that madness and become normal, you know, and do a normal life. Yeah, yeah, that was true. Because, you know, for as young as I started playing with them, you know, I was still in, you know, just finished high school and then spent five years with them. So I didn't ever have normal life as an adult. So I kind of really glamorize that. Like, I just want to be home and mm. have a garden and have a dog and, and you know, then come to realize that is exactly who I am. That's mm. still what I want, you know? Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, I, I, as, as I get older, that's all I want. I'm, you know, I, I was chasing the showbiz dream 15 years ago. Now I just want to sit at home and read and have the kids in the next room playing. That's it. That's all I want to do. And I'm very happy with that. I know, isn't that a relief yeah. to not, to feel like that's enough or that that you're good enough doing that? You don't have to be like special or have all this attention on you. And also, like for me, writing is a way that I can still be creative. Yeah, and it's quiet. It's like you know something you do in like a really quiet space and. That is just so much more who I am. Do you still have dreams, though? Like, li- literal dreams when you're asleep, that you're about to walk on stage with the babes in Toyland? Yes, all the time yeah. I have. They're like my, um, you know, like when you f- forget to get dressed or you forget you have a test. Yeah. I, I dream like we had a reunion and I, I forgot to, like, practice any of the songs. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly you're on stage with a bass guitar going, yeah. Hi. Sure. <laughs> do you I miss forgot to get an amp <laughs> <laughs> do you miss it at all michelle i know you you know you're saying you're content now but are there are there moments when you're i don't know you're you're shopping in the supermarket or you're cleaning up you know the dog's mess in the garden are there moments you go <laughs> god damn it i used to be a rock star and i want to do it again <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i always missed it there there is definitely i love playing live it's so fun mm. it's like the funnest thing <laughs> you know uh, but it's the, all the rest of the stuff that was challenging for me. You know, I think that comes from being more introverted. There's other people who absolutely love it and cannot even imagine, like, someone complaining about it. And that's great, too, you know. But um, but that part where you play on stage in mm. the crowd and just when it's all going right, it is one of the, you know, most unique, wonderful experiences 
that I've ever had. Michelle, I, I thank you so much for coming on. I, honestly, I thought your book was a- absolutely brilliant. I live inside. Thank you. Uh, thank Memoirs you. of Swamp Pussy should be <laughs> the title, but you, you bottled it. You chickened out. So it's Memoirs of a Baby right, Toyland. Right. Um, I'm going to tweet the link and do all of that kind of stuff because um, I, I, I think more people should read it because I thought it was just such a cracking yeah. book. Yeah, tell them. Tell everybody go buy it. <laughs> um, just got nominated for a Minnesota Book Award. Oh, memoir. really? Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, who 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 are you up against? Um, oh, there's some wonderful writers. So I mean, it's a it's a gonna be a, a tough category. Um, one this woman who wrote this book called The Song Poet. That's a she's a Hmong refugee um, here in St. Paul, and it's all about her father who was. Who sang poetry? I think uh, I think you've just described the winner there, Michelle. I'm afraid <laughs> that's. I know, right? I don't. I, you know, I'm not saying they're ticking boxes, but that's ten. That that's t- how those award things tend to go. I'm afraid. Oh well, that there's that there's um one. It's a, there's an African American male who's in prison, and he had his life story too that he wrote while he's in prison. There's wow. like. Just amazingly diverse wow, that's category. That, I mean, that, that's fantastic, isn't it? To be to be kind of a you know linked with what sound like very uh, worthy and, and excellent books. So well yes, done. Yes, yes. Just things I would never think I was even in the stratosphere of. What's so next? I'm really proud. The nominations plenty. What's What's next? You're gonna you you you're doing more writing? Yeah, yeah. I'm a teacher, so I have all summer off. So I'll, um, I have a. I lived in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina and after, so I've been writing about that for years. I need to finish it. Oh, wow. Wow. What was that? That must have been horrendous isn't the word to describe it. Yeah, it was very um, surreal is one word to describe it. Yeah. It's kind of like living in the end of the world. You know, nobody for blocks. You know, being the only person who lives on your block and uh, just, I, there's so much, so much to say about it. God. Oh, well, well, let us know when that's out, Michelle, and we'll, we'll get you on again to have a chat about that, please. Yeah, any time. Nice one. Well, listen, keep in touch. And when, when do you find out um, who the winner is? Um, April eighth is the Minnesota Book Awards. Right, we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna look online and we're gonna send you an award and we'll all be keeping our fingers no. crossed. Thank you so Thank much. You. I feel I feel like a winner already. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, anytime you want to come on, Michelle, you, you you're more than welcome. You've got our details, so just get in touch, won't you? Okay, me and Herb Albert. Yeah, yeah we'll get you on together. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. Thank bye. you. Bye bye, Michelle Leon. Honestly, the book. I'm going to tweet the book. It's such a good read. I live inside memoirs of a babe in Toyland. It is, it is charming and it is witty and it is heartbreaking and it is grim. All of those things combined. I mean, and wasn't she delightful? It, I, I was aware of babes in Toyland. So they were around when I was about 18, 19 through to about 24. And I was aware of them, but they were, I was into, you know, I was into my pop. You know, I wasn't into, um, a three-piece girl punk group from, you know, from New York or, or wherever it was. Uh, so I, I was kind of um, unaware of their musical output. Um, but it's one of those books you don't really need to know the band because it's such a human story. I'll tweet it and I, I, I thoroughly recommend um, that uh, y- you have a little look at it. Um, 
0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'm, um, I'm not really sure where to go with tonight's show, if I'm completely honest. I, you know, I, as I said at the start, I'm feeling, um, a bit discombobulated, a bit, um, I didn't get as much sleep as I wanted. I woke up at 10. And normally when I wake up at 10, I'll go back to sleep for another couple of hours because I didn't have any reason to get up today. Uh, I had to go, I had to be at the, the boys' school at 2 to, to watch the eldest playing touch rugby. Um, but I did, but I woke up at 10 and I was lying there thinking, I'm awake. I'm, pr- I'm proper awake. There's no way I'm going to be able to send myself back to sleep with this. So I, I got, got up and I went to, um, my Costa, and it was packed, absolutely heaving. I've never seen anything like it. It was rammed in there, and I did, I did a little bit of work and sent some emails and and, and did a little Facebook video, and um, um, but I just all, all day, I've just, um, I've just felt a little bit, a little bit out of sorts, really. You know, just a little bit. Maybe it's because. As you know, I, I think I told you, the new meds I'm on, for, for the last three weeks, I've been taking half the dosage by mistake. And I upped it, I doubled it two days ago, I think. So maybe that's having a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, a thing. Um, but just today, I've just felt a little bit... I, I, and this weekend, get this, this weekend is the first weekend I'm not, working for for ages absolutely ages and i haven't got anything booked in not got not going to see any shows not not got anything in my diet i've got nothing and i think that is scaring me a little bit the the the, the possibilities you know the the what will happen is i'll sleep and i'll i'll play xbox with the kids probably maybe Maybe not. Maybe we'll, me and the, the, the boys will start the band we're talking about. They've named the band The Boys. Um, we're going to start a band, the three of us. Maybe we'll do that this weekend. I don't know. Oh, here's a question. Um, I bought my... You heard me talking to Michelle saying I bought the youngest, like a three-quarter size electric guitar. It's quite good. It doesn't stay in tune very well, but it's quite good. It, it It's loud. Um, but I bought the eldest, um, because he wants to paint a guitar, okay? And I said he could paint my old, um, Fender Squire. But, but th- then we realised, I realised actually it'll be too hard a job to get all the paint off. It'll be a bit of a nightmare. So I've bought him from eBay. It's only 54 quid. I've bought him a, a guitar kit to make a guitar, to make a, a Fender uh, copy, right? So it's, it's a Chinese thing, right? So yeah, it doesn't sound brilliant, but, but, but. And the body of the guitar is is naked wood. Naked wood. It's just wood. So that means he can paint it. But I don't know what paints I should be using. I think I, ha- I have to prime it, don't I? And I'm thinking I'm... I, I think I have to prime it with white matte paint. Not gloss, matte. And then like, you can just paint 
Like, what, what kind, I don't know what kind of paints you use, and I've looked online, and I can't find any information. And then I'd have to lacquer it, wouldn't I? To, or, I if anybody can offer any um, uh, uh, tips on that, as dull as it may seem, I've always said, while I've got a radio show, I'm going to use it to um, make my home more comfortable. <laughs> I've always said when I was at LBC, I would say, say um, I, I would use it to, to find out things for me. So if anybody has any tips. Um, I really don't know where we're going to go with the show tonight. I don't have, I don't have a thing. I don't have a thing for tonight. Um, so um, I tell you what, let's have some ads. I'll tweet the, the, the link to Michelle's book and, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Does that sound all right? We'll just, we'll just, we'll just see what happens. We know we're going to have Rick Wakeman at about 20 past 12. Okay. We know that. So we've got about two hours, just under two hours to fill okay we're going to end on a humdinger it's an interview we pre-recorded with rick is brilliant right it's absolutely brilliant so we know whatever happens the end of the show right the beginning of the show was brilliant with michelle the end of the show is going to be brilliant with rick so what we do in the middle is the um is the bit that i'm not sure about so shall we see where it goes are you up for that Good. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Don't forget to tick your radar diaries. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I, don't, I really don't know where. In, not, I, I, very rarely do I know where to take the show. I don't even know which direction to point the car in with this. I don't. I don't. I don't I... <clears throat> Let's talk to Russell and then we'll, we'll put the keys in the ignition. Yes, Russell. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah, beautifully, yeah. Um... Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, first of all. Is it St. Patrick's Day? Tomorrow. Well. But by the time this show is over, it'll be St. Patrick's but, Day. But, but by the time this show is over, you will have still wished me Happy St. Patrick's Day the day before oh, St. Patrick's Day. See, I'm getting ready. How are you getting ready? Are you getting a big, giant um, Guinness hat to put on? <laughs> No, I'll be drinking in. Okay. Anywho, um, I called in to ask you, would it be wise to go back on the radio after having such bullying going on from the, the co-presenters on the radio? Would you think it would be foolish or... Would it be better on my part to go back? What do you think? I don't know because 
see the guy who bullied me, it would give me nightmares. Would you be going back to the same place? Yeah. I know a lot of people who do listen to my show, and they listen to your show. They're listeners to your show. And they've given me a bit of advice, but I want to know from your your view, how, how would you deal with this? You you want me to tell you what to do? Yeah, you're a yeah. top DJ. You're well, one of the best. I'm not a DJ. I've seen. Um, I'm I'm not going to tell you what to do. I just want to know: Would it be wise to go back? I'm not going to answer that question. <sighs> because you know, I can't answer that question. Well, you've seen the video, and you know what went on. No, I don't. Well, after seeing the video, you know what went on. No, I don't. I know what happened in the in the video. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what went on. I know what happened in that three-minute video, yes. But I don't know what went on. I don't, I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know the impact it has on you. I don't know what your part was in it. I don't. I don't know any of that. I'm just scared to go back. I'm scared to ring. I want to ring because I loved doing the radio, cheering the people up, having my own show. Because since I left, I've been at home and I wake up and do nothing. <sighs> so hard. I'm sorry, I thought you would be able to give me advice. Um, Having having gone through the same thing in your old job. No, 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 I I, I didn't go through this. I went through a very different thing. Okay. But, um... You're the only person that can make that decision. So I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm afraid I'll make the wrong decision. Oh, well, but then you... And you're you're afraid you'll give me the wrong... No, 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 not at all. I'm not afraid I'll give you the wrong advice at all. I'd give you the right advice, but it's not my position to give you that advice. (sighs) Yeah, I understand Stuff. Stuff. I just don't know what to do. Anyway, I'm sorry for bothering you. Not bothering me at all. Very good. Okay, Russ. Um. Hmm. There's a weird vibe going on, isn't there? There was a definitely a weird vibe last night. Right? Definitely. If you missed last night's show, get the podcast. Go and listen again on the Talk Radio website. 
something's happening. Something is happening. And I don't know what it is. You can feel it too, can't you? You can feel it. You can feel it. Something is shifting, is is aligning. I don't know what it is. Something. And you can feel it too. I know cats can feel it because we were talking about it. There's something going on. And um, for some reason, this show has kind of become a, a, a receptor for whatever it is that's happening. And I'm, I'm being really vague because I don't know. I can't be any more specific than that. There is a shift. There is a movement. There is... Mm, you know when, when... I take my boys to this place called the Lookout Centre in Bracknell, and it's brilliant, right? It, it's we go. It's, it's not far from us, and I, I pay for memberships. We get them for free, and it's loads of experiments, okay? And we've, there's, there's about 300 experiments. We've done them all. And there's one experiment where there is... Um, there's like a radio, but you can't... And there's a little nobule. Nobule? Nodule. On top of the radio. And you can't hear the radio, okay? You can't hear it. And what you do is you get a plastic beaker and you put it on the nodule and it amplifies the radio. So suddenly you can hear the radio. You take it off. Then you get a bigger plastic thing and it amplifies it louder. And then the final thing is you put a bucket on it and the nodule vibrates and it turns the vibrations into sound. Okay, That's what the experiment is. In vibrations you can't hear until you've got an amplifier. And this show is like the bucket on the nodule of the universe. Okay, You can't hear this stuff normally. You can't hear it normally. You can't hear it. But we get this show, The Bucket, and we put it on that nodule and it amplifies it. And boy, oh boy, wasn't it amplifying it yesterday. And I've got a feeling we're going to have that for the rest of the week, tonight and tomorrow. And maybe that's why... I'm feeling discombobulated. It's it's the only word that fits. It's the only word that fits. When we came in, normally when I come in, I'll go through the papers and I'll pick a load of stories just to have as a standby. Okay, in case I have a brain freeze or we run out of callers or I've just not got anything to say. And I'll go, oh, look at this story from page 12 of the mirror. And tonight, Cass said, I've got the paper. So do you know what? I don't think I'm going to need them tonight. I don't need that. I don't need that because something is happening. Something. And it might sound vague and it might sound airy-fairy, but I know that you can feel it too. I know you can. I know you can. If you're sensitive to the environment around you, you're picking up on it. It's what we would say, you know, me and my friends, it's a weird vibe, man. It's a weird vibe vibe with that in mind i give you the phone number to, and i invite you to do with it as you see fit 0344 499 1000 don't forget to tick your rage our diaries late nights with ian lee on talk radio late night conversation worth losing sleep over 
Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. <clears throat> you can watch on Periscope if you want to see me illuminated by, um, a lava lamp. They are endlessly fascinating. You can see how stoners in the 60s would, uh, you know, you'd take some LSD-25 and you'd watch that and you'd be gone. I mean, even straight, it's um, fascinating. Um, the show, the start of the show was great. We had Michelle Leon on, if you missed it. The end of the show is going to be great. It's a pre-recorded interview with Rick Wakeman. It's what we do in between those two bits that I don't quite know. I don't quite know what we're going to fill it with, but I don't think it's up to me to fill it because something is occurring. I can't can't be any more specific. There is a strange vibe, and I felt it yesterday evening going into the show yesterday. It's been very, very strong today. Very strong. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. I don't know if it means anything or if it means nothing. Let's go to Angela. Evening, Angela. Evening, Ian. How are you? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what you mean. Do you know what you know I said to you a few weeks ago about what happened to me that time? I've been feeling the same as you for the last few weeks. How are you feeling? Um, I have been a bit poorly, but uh, you know that episode I, that episode I had. I, I don't. I, I don't remember. I don't remember because I. I, I don't remember mm. what I did two days ago. So yes, I know what you feel. The feeling. Well, I I ended up outside the, uh, my door in tears, and I told my nurse next door. So I went to a doctor's and had a kidney infection and a high fever. Oh, stress. So I told my doctor what happened, and he said that's natural when you have a, a, a like a high fever and the temperature was quite high. And I've been quite poorly, but since I've been that day, I've been feeling a bit like you. I've been falling asleep a lot. I ha- I haven't been falling asleep. Mm. I, if, if anything, I've been more alert. It might be diabetic changing me, though. I've had to some blood testing. Yeah. No, I, the, 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 the change I'm talking about is, is, is more universal than, than um, diabetes. Yeah, I, I have been feeling that way before my diabetes problem. I've been telling you for the last few weeks. And I told my partner, and, he, and I said, it just feels weird, isn't it not right? And I told my mum about it as well. And my dad, I just burst into tears from my dad's shoulder last night. I'm sorry to hear that. I don't, it's just a weird, Ian, I just <laughs> burst into tears on my dad's shoulder. Actually, I'm not sorry to hear that. I'm really pleased to hear that. I'm pleased to hear that, because I would love to burst into tears on my dad's shoulder, but he ain't here, and I never did. So I'm pleased that you felt you were able to do that on your dad's shoulder. That's actually, that's a beautiful thing. So I t- no, I'm not sorry to hear that. I'm really pleased to hear that you were able to do that. Well done. 
My dad said it's not me. He said to my mum, that's that Angela. She's normally quite strong, but it's just the feeling I've been having. Then I, then I burst into tears and I stood on my sh- mum's shoulder. Your shoulders seem to be a trigger for you, don't they? Yeah, because they're quite close to me, my mum and dad. I'd, I'd avoid shoulders if I yeah. were you. Maybe it's shoulders that are doing it. <coughs> Sorry. No. Nope. Nope. There we go. But um, what do you think? Do you think there's something going on? Have you been listening to the last 20 minutes? Yeah. Uh-huh. There's your I answer. Have. There's your answer. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it, it, I just... Um, even now, quite rational, and I um, thought, said to my partner, something strange going on here. Angela, thank you for your call. Mark? Is that me? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Hello? Mark? Hello? Hello? Mark? Hello, yes. Hello? Mark? Yes, hello. Hello? Oh, don't hear me. Mark? Hello? Oh, hello, Ian, can you hear me? Mark? Oh, you can? Mark? Hello? Ian, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Mark? Mark? Hello, Ian, can you hear me? Oh, this phone. Hello? Mark. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. 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 Mark. Ian, can you hear me? This is now driving me nuts that I think I'm talking to myself, or am I talking to you, or am I talking to the universe? What's going on? Can you hear me? Mark. Ian, can you hear me? This is terrible radio, isn't it? Mark. Ian, can you hear me?
Mark. Ian, can you hear me for goodness sake? Mark. Ian. Mark. Ian, are you still there? Thanks for calling, Mark. Talk Radio. I'll give you the phone number. If you want to use it, you'll be very welcome. So I'm eating a cough sweep. 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Sleep underneath the weeping willow as it cries all night quietly. It's tears all around me. So soundly Until I'm allowed Finally software slump i need to dig that out i remember loving that at the time um and i haven't heard it since <clears throat> evening it's one of them <laughs> it, 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 it's one of them 
tonight. If you're looking for the um, madcap phone-in, the knockabout, um, uh, irreverent speech show, um, I don't think we've got that in us, any of us, not just me. I'm talking about Kath and Ed and, and you, you. I don't think you've got that in you at the moment. But we may never get it in us ever again. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Neither do you. Maybe you do. It's a bit arrogant of me. I make up that you don't know what's going on either, but you feel it. You feel it, don't you? Yeah? Something is shifting. Something is, um... The tectonic plates, and I don't mean the ones underground, I mean the ones in our souls, the ones that govern the universe, they're sliding about a bit. And there's something very odd occurring. It may amount to naught. It may be something huge. I don't know. The start of the show was good with Michelle Leon. The end of the show will be good. I know it's good because we, we recorded it. It's a pre-recorded interview with Rick Wakeman. It's brilliant. We spent the first ten minutes talking about Close to the Edge, so something for the kids. Um, It's just what we do in the next hour and 20 minutes. It's just, wh- where do we go with it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know where we go with it in the next hour and 20 minutes so i'm not sure what to do so i'm gonna sit here and give out the phone number oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand and if you call in and beautiful we can kind of talk about these things and, and and if you don't, beautiful. We won't talk about these things. Howard's on the line. Evening, Howard. Good evening, Ian. How are you? Mm. Very good. Well, listen, no, I was just driving home, um, just picked my daughter up from Air Training Corner. My ears pricked up when I heard you talking about your your lad's guitar. Yes. And uh, painting a... A squire guitar. It's, it's, a, it's, a squ- it's a Fender copy. It's a Chinese yeah, copy. But yeah. Hang on, Ian. Ian, Ian. You've got to be careful because you might be painting over something worth a few hundred quid. No. Because some, some of the early ones were made in Japan. They're called JV squires. No, no, no. This is a, this is a purpose-built Chinese kit. We're oh, going to build it from scratch. It right. All right. Okay. Well, look, I, I just... I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm no luthier or great expert on painting, but I've done a few little jobs Go like on. you set out to do. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it's a ball acre, mate. It really is. You've got this image. Have you ever seen on the internet where you've got what you see in your mind and what the actual reality is? Well, that's me. I see this beautiful sort of painted body coming out, and what I ended up is is something that looks like I've been painting it with a stick, you know. <laughs> but my, my boy's seven. 
Yeah, well, it, that's... It, so, so I, we, I'm, not, I'm not expecting, you know, uh, I'm not expecting... Well, no, well, I am expecting a masterpiece, but a masterpiece from a seven-year-old. From that's a, what we Yes, want. an age-related, an age-related masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. something that, that well, he will be embarrassed with late. when he's 15, and then when he's 35, he'll fall in love with it again. Right, there's two things you could do. You can actually strip the paint all the way There's no it. paint on it. Oh, so it's, 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 what does the wood look like? Is, it, is there a grain in it, or...? Well, it's just, I, it's just wood. It's, it's, I don't is know it? if there's a grain in it, but it's, it's, it's wood. It's wood that has been on... There's certainly no varnish, no paint, there's nothing on it. It's bare wood. So it's bare wood. So and, uh, you're saying it's a kit you've bought, is it? Yeah. I didn't realise that Squire did kits. I thought we did. Well, it's not Squire. It's it's a it's, oh, a, 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 it's a fender copy. Chinese thing, is it? Yes, this is what I'm saying. Right. Yes, it's a fender. Yeah, well, it's you a need fender to copy. seal it then. You, you need to see. You're absolutely right. So, do you know what you do? Is you go down to Halfords, right, yes. and you buy yourself some primer. Yes. And what you've got to do is, I mean, the proper guys will water. Well, not water it down. They'll dilute um, some primer. And they'll, so it, obviously it gets right down into the wood. And what you've got to do is you get it to soak into the wood. And what happens is all the, the little bits of wood, all the little end grains start picking up. And you've got to rub it down again and you paint it again. And it, basically it's got to be absolutely glass smooth when you do it. And then once you've done it like that, I mean, as you say, it, it's not going it, to be a... Well, it, no, it doesn't. I'm gonna, here's what I'm thinking. He's got to have fun doing it. That's this is it, and and the, you uh, and um, I, I, I respect your expertise, but oh, it, I've got no expertise. It don't sound that. fun. Here's what I'm thinking, Howard, and you tell me how far I can get with this. Right? Okay. Right. We buy a can of I don't even know the, if this exists. A can of matte white primer. Yes, or grey will be a grey will be all right. All right. We yeah. spray it once. Yes. We then buy some. I don't know, acrylic paints? No, 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 no. no. It's, you rub it down. You've got to spray it once and probably twice. You'll need a couple of I'll cans. The, the, the if you really want to uh, do a reasonable job, you've got to... Because you think the that wood is smooth. And I'll tell you what, you put a finish on it and it'll be like the surface of the moon. Yeah, but but it, it, it's got... It, well, it, hang on, it's, it's meant to be... Um, it's not meant to be smooth, is it? Otherwise, the paint doesn't stick to no, it. No, it's got to be smooth. It's got to be smooth because everything you put on top of it will show up. But, but, the most I, but, but, but listen, Ian. Most important is he has a load. If, if he looks like a, a dog's dinner, as long as he's had a, a great time doing but it, he won't. He won't be the way you're describing it. It sounds like torture. <laughs> I want to spray it once. I want to buy some paint, acrylic right, paints. Okay. Yes or no? Yes. Go and buy some paint. Acrylic. Take the lid off the paint and squirt the wood with it. There yeah, you are. There we go. That's it. We're done. Done. Absolutely. Thank you. Um. Oh, I forgot to. Uh, then I, I. How do I finish it? How do I do? I lacquer it, po- polish it, but, but not polish it, but varnish it. I don't know what we do. But 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 but. Um. I'm not expecting, you know, a masterpiece. I'm expecting a cheap Chinese Fender copy that will sound probably a bit rubbish once we put it together, but will be amplified, that will look like it's been painted by a seven-year-old. That's that's the look I'm going for. I'm not painting it. I'll do the primer. I'll spray the primer on. But I'm not painting it. He's going to paint it, and he's going to do whatever he wants, and it's going to look beautiful, and he's going to love it for a few years, 
and then he'll get embarrassed by it. And when he gets embarrassed by it and wants to throw it away, that's when I put it in the loft and I keep it. And then when I die, he finds it in the loft and he gives it to his kids. That's, 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 that's the story of this guitar. That's the story of this guitar. That's how I see it panning out in my head. But even more importantly, even more importantly, what I see is me and my boy in the garage for a weekend. That's, 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 that's what it is. It's me and my boy in the garage for a weekend getting covered in paint and making each other laugh. That's what it is. And he'll forget that when he's 15. He'll forget the laugh we had when he's 15 and he's cool. And he may still play guitar or he may not play guitar, but he'll look at it as a kid's thing. I don't want that kid's thing. And then when I die and he finds it again when he's, well, I don't know, 30, 35, he'll remember the weekend in a garage covered in paint laughing and me probably getting a little bit grumpy that's how it'll go that's how it will go so yeah we're painting and building a guitar at that level but underneath it i'm making memories that's what i'm doing making memories and we'll both look at it and go oh we could have done that a bit better we could have done that a bit better don't matter but thank you for your advice i pre it's appreciated you're very kind oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number late nights with ian lee on talk radio the wild man of late night radio is back ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk We don't need the music there. It's, um, it's just sort of get. It's very noisy that music, isn't it? Very noisy, particularly when there's this. <laughs> you know, whatever this is, and I, I don't have the language to express what's. I don't have the language to express what I'm feeling. So I have to resort to cliches like there is a weird vibe, strange atmosphere. That's it. It's all I've got. It's all I've got. Jonathan. Evening, Ian. Evening, Jonathan. I'm phoning about yesterday's topic about uh, who we are uh, or what we think we are. Why doesn't racist Jonathan call me anymore? Uh, it's because I took his place. We're actually the same person, and I morphed into good. No, this is a serious. This is a serious question. I do wonder. Um, apparently, he phoned up Howard Hughes to get his um, stars read. <laughs> um, I, I do. I do wonder why. Um, you know, callers come and callers go, but I do wonder why racist Jonathan walked away from pretty much his only outlet on the wireless. I don't know. What was what was the last conversation you had with him? Oh, he. Um, said something off colour about me on Twitter and I said um, I, I, I think you need to reassess our relationship and it's it, uh, that's the last communication we had he, he may have um, taken that as a don't call me anymore but it certainly wasn't a don't call me anymore it was a we have to you, you, I think you should reassess our relationship because he made a very off colour remark but it wasn't um, 
certainly wasn't he a banning. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would respect a ban anyway. I think. Oh no, 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 no! He's um, and he 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 cc'd me or atted me into um something about how he was tro- he was trolling the station. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, callers come and callers go, and that's you know that's just the nature of it. Yes, Jonathan, what have you got for us? That's just life. Um, so yeah, yesterday I was thinking about it, and uh, what gives me great comfort is to know that we are star stuff. You know, we we are temporary, and we're made up of atoms that have existed, well, maybe not in this form for for billions of years, and it's just a lucky combination of things that we're now here, Jonathan. Is it a lucky com- is it a lucky combination of things that we are here, or did we choose to be here? Supposing you were given the choice before you were born, okay, of going to a purple plant-based planet <laughs> or the Earth, which would you choose and why? Well, based on the colour, I think it would have to be the Earth, mm. I guess, because it's nice. Um, I I don't believe that's the case, though. That that is a very human way of approaching the situation that there's a choice and that you pick one based on what's good and what's bad and good and bad are very human colin what i find colin oh no yeah jonathan jonathan disputes your story well that's his choice isn't it yeah are you have you fallen down a well colin you sound very muffled that's the signals i get on the phone you're not on speakerphone are you no okay um Colin, say hello to Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Colin. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm okay. <clears throat> I was going to talk guitars, but it looks like I'm into this thing again like I did last night now. It's a mm. quite a big thing that you brought up. I think it's very interesting. Um, yeah, um, I was just saying to Ian that I find it very comforting that we're sort of made up of these random elements, and long after this planet is gone, we'll sort of return to that. And it's a sort of... Uh, comforting feeling to know that this is this isn't the end, the be all and end all, and there's no sort of greater all the relationships we have, everything like that. It's, it's all temporary, and it's here to be enjoyed right now. But there's no greater purpose. Whereas I'm, you I'm have all a very for, different view. I am I am all for enjoying every day as it comes. But you're talking physically. Physically, you're correct. Physically, that's correct. From my point of view, physically, you are stardust. But there's another element to you. And if you think that human condition has many other elements that you don't know about yet, then, in my opinion, you're on the right track. But physically, that's what you're talking about, and that's correct. Physically. I mean, I believe in, obviously, I believe in consciousness, that that we are conscious. But I think that's more of a, a happy accident of evolution rather than a greater spiritual purpose. But obviously, you have a different perspective, and that's fine. Well, I, 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 oh, go on, go on. No, I'd finished. Actually, carry on. Pardon? I'd finished. Uh, yeah, I'd finished. Happy accident. Well, uh, I did say yesterday to another caller that came on that uh, they want everybody. People wanted to know that what caused the universe and was it a big bang or everything else. And I said that it just self perpetuates. That's what I was trying to say. It self perpetuates itself. If you look at a quasar, it gets out bits of atoms like the stardust you're talking about those come together and form other planets other solar systems and then you've got another life going on there while another one's dying another one's growing 
But how does that go into spirituality and the kind of uh, an unseen power? That's that's another dimensional thing because there are many dimensions. And that's why I spoke about ultra-dimensional beings. And from my own perspective, I truly feel I'm one. I'm in this little car driving around, this little meat suit that we're in, this little skin suit. You come here like as if you go into a car showroom and you drive that round for a bit. When that car wears out, what does the driver do? He gets out. Yeah, I respect that. It's a very interesting way of... I guess it's quite compelling to feel that. And sometimes you sit back and it's a nice image to have. And to be honest with you, science doesn't know what happened before the Big Bang. So you, you could be right. You could be onto something. There's there's no real answers. But, yeah, I just from what we know scientifically, I just find that a comforting thought. Well, thank you. Um, well, just, you know, like I've said yesterday, as time goes on, if he wants me to keep coming, I'll come on periodically and we'll go through it. Colin. I'm happy for that. Colin, I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely glad you found this show. You're, you're, you're welcome anytime you want. As everybody's welcome. There's, the only person that's banned is someone who pretended that they committed suicide um, and a, 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 a lunatic... Um, shamed former radio presenter who is obsessed with me, and I just think it's unhealthy for both of us. But um, the, the, everyone else is welcome. Um, Colin, I don't know if you've heard me talk this evening about the, the, there being a very strange vibe going on, not just in this show. I'm speaking, you know, cosmically, universally, spiritually. Anyway, have you picked up on this strange vibe? I have done, I've told you yesterday. <laughs> I felt this for years and years. I felt it coming, and I can, like I've said, I can. I don't really, really want to bang on like I did last night because I think that was a bit heavy for a first show. For it a first, a for a first heavy. date, Colin, it was perhaps a little bit heavy. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that's what I felt. But you took it into the way of hallucinogenics and things, and I thought that was going to be heavy now. But you know, that's out now. That's that's there, and I don't hallucinate. I could promise you that. Well, I can switch on a certain part of me, which is like the... Well, you say you don't hallucinate. Just, just, hey, Colin, let me, Colin, let me interrupt. Colin, let me interrupt. You say you don't hallucinate, and that may be the case, but, 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 the, 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 the brain cannot tell between the real and the vividly imagined. So uh, someone who hallucinates doesn't know they're hallucinating. Well, shall I tell you something about the brain? It is just an organic computer, and it can only understand so much that's fed into it. Yeah. So it can right. get easily confused. Well, it's like um, deja vu. Which Have you ever had deja vu? Which is deja vu? Well, yeah, and that I feels like a real memory, but it's it's not. It's your brain tricking itself, thinking that it's remembered something when actually it's not true at all. Well, uh, many people have told me about deja vu, but the thing is, deja vu all I'm over again. If I'm suffering deja vu, I, I didn't catch that. I said it's deja vu all over again. It's a Monty Python yeah. sketch. Well, it's a bit like tonight and last night now. We're getting heavy again. But uh, I've had friends that have talked to me about that, and I've thought to myself, well, and last night brought it to my mind. When I was a baby, and I stick, I was, I ain't, I'm not going to change this story, because I, I can see it anyway. I can remember it easy. And if that was a deja vu movement when I was a child. It's a big deja vu thing, isn't it? Because I can see the day I'm... Well, not the day, but the I year I don't know I'm if you know go. what... It, it sounds like from what you're saying, Colin, you don't know what deja vu means. I do. It's like when something happens in front of you and then shortly after you find yourself doing it. No. 
No. No, that's no. not that's not deja vu. Well, that's what I have. No. Well, yeah, but that's not deja vu. Deja vu is when you're doing something and you think, "Oh, I've done this before," but you probably haven't done it before. Not in this dimension. <laughs> that's deja vu. <laughs> Oh, I love the little sound effect. Go on. That was my voice. How <laughs> was but it? Thank you. Very good, very good. I'll, I can put a few voices on sometimes. It's just speaking um, closer to the microphone and softer. It's just a technique I employ as a broadcaster. And then oh, sometimes right. I sit back and I talk a bit louder. It's just, it's just... I see, I'm getting it now, yes. Yeah, it's, co- it's, it's talking. Yeah. Well, with deja vu... Which, uh, which definition of deja vu? Ours or yours? Well, mine is... Which is not I'll... deja vu. I'll see something that I'm about to do before I do it. That's sometime. a pre- that's a premonition. Yeah, there you go. That's what I have. Yeah, that that's 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 not that's definitely not deja vu. Well, that's what I have. And sometimes I can stop myself doing that before I do it. Because you've what? I'll, sometimes I can stop myself doing that. Whatever you see yourself doing. Yes. Sometimes I could turn away and not do that. Yeah. I can have a meeting in that fashion. Yeah. So it's like a future me telling me I've just done this and I've seen what I've done. Or it's just, it's just doing what we do where we, when we're making decisions, we kind of look ahead a bit, see what the consequences of those decisions would be, and then either decide to, to, to act on those consequences and, and, and either do the act or not do the act. Or, or animals, animals have this instinct as na- as a part of nature. They can sense things coming. Yes, and they'll get out of the way like they can sense a storm before your anything you know happens. But again, that's completely different. That's completely different from what you're saying. <clears throat> well, like I say, what I, yeah, my only thing is there is that I I've seen myself do something. And if I don't want to do it, I won't do you it. You decide not to do it. So you make a decision. Before that comes. You yeah. make, we would call it making a decision. Well, it's not far ahead like I can see my the last year of my life. That's just something that came through when I was born. When you were a baby. And, and when I was a baby and growing up, things I saw in that, in that sort of vision dreams I used to keep having reoccurring, I saw on my 70th year things I had in the room around me that haven't been invented yet. So I'm seeing them coming to truth now in films and on telly and things like that, scientific breakthroughs. I'm thinking, oh, that's a bit like what I've got when I'm 70. Yeah. Like a holographic radio. Uh, On on that bombshell, um, we'll leave it there. Colin, always a pleasure. Thank you very much, Jonathan. I appreciate your time. Um, You see what I mean? There's, there's something dark. There's something, something going on, isn't there? There's something. I, can't, I, I lied to you at the, 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 an hour ago. I lied to you when I said I didn't have any ideas for the show. I did actually. I did have an idea for the show. Um, so that was a lie an hour ago. I said I've got no idea. I, I did have an idea for the show, and 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 we've not gone anywhere near that idea. Hmm. This this wasn't the idea. I made a decision not to do that idea. I kind of, as the hour was progressing, I was thinking, well, I could do that idea, or... And I thought not. And I think I've made the right decision, haven't I?
How can you not know what deja vu means? <laughs> 0344, I suppose the least of his worries, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, don't forget to tick your radio diaries now. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night Conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it queer tonight? Very queer. And I don't mind that. I don't mind that. It feels like we're, it feels like we're, we're either having a seance or an exorcism. Something, you know, if you're watching on Periscope, you're welcome. If you're listening online, great. Mm, where to go, where to go, where to go. I've got lots of calls. Um, let's go to Julie. Good evening, Julie. Good evening, Ian. Um, first of all, I wanted to talk guitar painting. Yes, thank you. Can you make um, it sound fun, <laughs> and or, or will you suck all of the life out of it like a buzzkill? No, no, not at all. Um, how old is your son that's going to be doing it? He's seven. Um, I would recommend that you use a white primer, yes. and then you buy, instead of some acrylic paints, you buy some paint pens. Oh. Because I think that children are good at drawing, like with felt tips, yeah. except it's paint. Okay, and then um, so we do that, uh, and yes, I think white is 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 the way. Um, and then what? Do, I guess I have to seal it with something. Do I varnish it or lacquer it? What I, what do I do with you that? Can use, um, you can use a um, a spray like a spray paint, except it's a, a clear lacquer afterwards. Julie, thank think- you. That's okay. That's it. And do you know know what? That sounds like fun. That sounds like fun. And I I know that the end result, I couldn't sneak it into a guitar shop in Denmark Street and fool someone that it was um, a a great lost fender from the 60s. You know, it's going to look like what I want it to look like, a guitar that's been painted by a seven-year-old and it will be as you pick it up you will feel the laughter that's what you'll feel as you strap you put the strap around your neck and put it you will feel the joy that has gone into that so thank you perfect and i will let you know the brand of um paints i'll send you a link on twitter that'll be wicked Um, thank you and then the other thing that i was going to say um when you were like everything's a bit weird and there's a bit of a vibe um is that I listened to last night's show just before this show on Listen Again. Yeah. And I... Uh, Gosh, you're, do- you're doing uh, them back to six hours <laughs> back to back of this. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, for, and for me, uh, we like a clunky gear change. We, we know we do. Yes. But, um, like, for example, uh, yesterday, listening to Dana get upset and tonight Jerry be upset... Uh, Russell, Russell, I was I was going to call in with something a bit silly, and to me, I I don't know. I felt that the the tone. I didn't want to phone up and be silly and uh, disrespect the things that have been said before. Oh no, it does. I, I, it 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 doesn't. Um, I, I, I um. 
We, we called for that. We've got loads of new listeners, loads of new listeners, and I appreciate that. Let me explain. By clunky gear changes, when, when I was at the last job, I was at BBC local station, and we would talk about, you know, sexual abuse, and then we'd, you know, talk about who was your least favourite Beatle, you know, for example, um, which is actually is always a good phone in. Um, uh, and you're not allowed to say Ringo. Um, and what the, the, the training that you get or the way that you're told to do it is you, you, you finish the sad story and you have a half a second of silence, then you hit a stab or you go to the travel and then you come out and you do the new thing. But that's not what life is like. Life is, is these clunky gear changes where you, you'll be, you know, you, you'll be talking to someone about something sad and then you, your mate will start laughing and go, oh, I shouldn't be laughing. Sorry. I've just remembered that. And then, that's how conversations go, and I like the clunky gear changes. And I think by phoning up, and some other people have said they feel bad about phoning up for something frivolous when it's been quite a heavy show. But yeah. um, I, I take each call as resetting the clock. I take each sentence as resetting the clock. So if someone wants to phone up and say, you know, oh, my mum my mom died today, and um, I'm feeling terrible, and I just want to cry. By the way, have you seen that new um, racist horror film, Get Out? Doesn't it, you know, whatever, I, I don't think anyone, um, apart from one or two people on Twitter, but I don't think anyone that counts would um, consider it as being disrespectful, if that's what you're worried about. Yeah, that that was exactly kind of what I was worried about in that when things are kind of taking, especially there's been quite a lot of deeper, meaningful conversations to then come in with something, you know, a little bit, as you say, frivolous mm. or, but not banal, but a bit silly. Yeah. But, so shall I tell you the silly thing? If you, if, only if you want I'm to. I'm going to. I'm going to. Um, last night, so a couple of days, um, I've just spent at a spa retreat with my friends for her birthday and actually asking what you would do in this situation. Yeah. So it's a um, Michelin starred restaurant and the table next to me and my friends had ordered coffee which had come up with some nice petit fours, some nice little miniature macaroons and some handmade truffles. And they finished their tea. I know where you're going and then with they this. Go on. And then they left. Yep, yep. And... I thought, oh, did I sit in there? Yeah. Mm, sh- should I have one? And I and I I did. I got up out of my chair and I liberated one of the mini macaroons. Would you have done that? I've been in a greasy spoon, and the bloke on the table next to me has left his fried slice. Oh yeah. And he's got up and walked out. I've had that fried slice. I've had that fried slice. I'm not going to let a fried slice. You can't, you can't leave, uh, completely untouched. You can't leave a fried slice on, uh, that is God's gift. God's gift to heart failure. So I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent, of course. You know, and, but it was, you know, it was a posh, punty restaurant. It matter. And I knew that the people on the table, the other side of us had seen that <laughs> I swiped it. I, I didn't care. Um, and then I was concerned that maybe the people were just having a break and would then come back, but they didn't. But the thing that I liked most about the restaurant is that clearly maybe one of the serving staff had noticed that I was slowly pinching the things off the table. So when they cleared the table, they didn't actually take the plate of um, 
nice morsels away, they just left it and left it really close to the edge so it was nearer my table. I think you did the right thing. I mean, maybe, maybe those people get to, to dive. Maybe the, the serving staff and the kitchen staff get to dive into those things. I don't know. I'd be surprised, actually, if they, if they did and it, it would get thrown away. Listen, the people that run those places, they all have to wipe their ass. You know, but, but to me, it was a go-ahead. It was, a go ahead. It was yeah. kind of, yeah. We're she, all the she, same. We're all you know what? the same. I'm not going to embarrass her. I'm just going to leave them on the side. She can go ahead and stack them away. Julie, I, th- I think you know the answer to that. But everyone, we all wipe our backsides. Even the Queen has a dump. Do you know what I mean? We're all, you know, some of us might have better clothes and better haircuts and be able to eat in more expensive restaurants more often and have better cars. But, 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 but. We're all the same, man. <laughs> you know, we're all equal. We're all equal. <clears throat> we're supposed to take a break now, but I don't really feel like taking a break now, so we're not going to take a break now. I, I'm supposed to hit one at, at 22, but for so, it feels a bit false for me to go to a break now just because I'm meant to, so I'm not going to. So instead I'm going to go to Peter. Hello, Peter. Good evening, new man. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Good. Um, all it was, I've listened to your show the last couple of nights, and you've had some strange people on. Not the last caller you've had. She was quite normal. But all these parallel dimensions and everything else that people have been talking about, remembering their birth and all sorts. Do you remember that? Yeah. Right. I think what it is, is a lot of people watch too many things on YouTube these days. And they get these ideas into their head. And they go off onto their own parallel universe. Are you with me? So you're saying that um, everything is YouTube's fault? I don't think it helps, does it? Doesn't it help what? It helps me if I want to find clips of the Beach Boys in 1973. I totally understand that. If I want to watch music, I will go onto YouTube and all the rest of it. But there's a lot of stuff out there that people are watching and it's changing their mindset. So you're saying we shouldn't have access to information? No, no. no, no. Only information that you agree with? No, not not the what I agree with, but <laughs> I was the same. I'm I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist, and there's a few conspiracies that I agree with, and there are some the that same, you disagree with. Well, I think at the same time you can brainwash your mind. Where did you, you re- Where did you get your information about these conspiracy theories? The ones that you agree with? YouTube. <laughs> So, you only want stuff on YouTube that you agree with? No, I watch all sorts of stuff on it, but some, you know, you watch one video and another comes up as a suggestion. You don't have to follow that suggestion. No, no, but you watch it and you know. Well, well, like, like, okay, for an example, flat earth theory. I would never agree with that in a million years. What about hollow earth? No, I wouldn't agree with that either. Okay. 
Okay, but there's other conspiracy theories, like um, God rest her soul, Princess Diana. Give us, give us your theory on um, the Queen of Hearts. The Queen of Hearts. Princess Diana. Yeah, I, I, I think she was knocked off. I think nine eleven was an inside job. Hang on, what's the what? Do you think she was connected with nine eleven? No, 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 no. How, how do you think she? Give me more detail about the Princess Diana story. Well, I think I think basically there was something undercover. The there was so much going on. You know how long it took for the ambulance to get to the tunnel. The paparazzi were all arrested, and then later released. It took three quarters of an hour to get from the ambulance um, from the ambulance to the hospital, which was a ten-minute journey. There was a lot about it. That Could it not just have been that they had a drunk? driver driving no, too far just... hang on let me finish could it not just have been that they had a drunk driver who was driving way too fast and they weren't wearing seat belts could it not be just as simple as that in my opinion the cctv beforehand in the hotel the driver did not look drunk it how on earth can you tell that a man is not drunk from three seconds of CCTV footage? There was a bit more than that, wasn't there? Let's be honest. How many seconds there of was, footage were there? There was quite a few. Well, how, how can you tell from walked, C, how can you oh, tell hold, from CCTV footage that a man oh, is sober? On. He walked. He walked to the back of the, the back of the hotel entrance, and he was caught on CT, CCTV at the back of the hotel. How can you tell from CCTV footage that a man is sober? They had him. They had him in the hotel lobby as well. How can you tell from CCTV footage that a man is sober? I'm just talking about my opinion. But and I'm asking, how can you tell? How can you, Peter, tell from CCTV footage that a man is sober? Because I know I'm like when I'm drunk. That, but that's not answering the question. That's, that's a, a, it's a cute reply. A, How can you tell... No, no, but Peter, you're ignoring the, the, the question. Seriously, tell me, supposing I were to watch CCTV footage, what would I be looking out for to indicate that someone was unable to drive and control a car at high speeds because of alcohol? What would I be looking out for? Well, maybe it's stumbling around. Stumbling around? What, like a it, it 1950s no, movie? He was, he was talking... Listen, I used to get more. I used to get more drunk than you've ever been in your life. I could walk in a straight line and talk. Right. Okay. So standing there next to Dodie and um, Dodie and Princess Diana, they're they're obviously you know important people. He's having conversations with them. But drunk people can have I, conversations. I'm, I, I speak to them quite yes, regularly on I, this show. Yes, I can. But. If I'd had a few, people would turn and say, you're not driving me home, Pete. You've had a few. 
but but some drunk some drunk people get this they can um, drink a, they can drink half a bottle of vodka for breakfast and go into work and no one knows that they're drunk people can people do that people do that every day okay but i was just using that as an example yeah now uh, here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing right we've gone from youtube and what brings things up in people's minds mm. <laughs> to going on about Princess Diana's death. Yes, it's called a conversation. <laughs> it's called a conversation. That, that's, that's how we do it here. And I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to hear your theories. But can you see that you think that, that, that my caller who, who remembers, claims to remember being born is, I'm going to say nuts, that's my word, okay? But there will okay. be people listening, and you think he's got that from watching YouTube. A, we don't know he's got that from YouTube. And B, there'll be people listening to you talk about Princess Diana and her death, which you got from YouTube, and they'll be thinking that you're nuts. So why do you, what, what gives you the, the moral position to um, decide not, what, we, not... what we should have and what we shouldn't have on, on, on video sites? I'm not saying I've got a moral position. I'm just talking. Uh, a couple of years back, I got myself wrapped up in all these conspiracies, big time, and different things, and and I was like, it's, it's doing my head in. It was yes. doing, my, and I wasn't concentrating on anything else. Yes. And, and now I've been a bit more realistic about things, and I'm in a better place. Do you understand where I'm going? I don't. You don't? No. <laughs> because what I'm saying is, there's so much information out there... But it's only... Inf- you, you only want the information that you agree with. Okay, okay you, you've got sort of a fair point there. But... <laughs> I know, I've been saying it for the last ten minutes as well. <laughs> only ten minutes? Yeah. It was longer, doesn't it? You should try to be my wife. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, but a lot of people, you know, you get sucked into YouTube and there's a lot of lot of stuff out there. Yes. And you're like, it can twist people's minds. That's all I'm saying. Well, or, or, well you know, there are people who... Are think, okay, there are people, okay, there are people yes. texting me saying that this has twisted your mind. Okay. I've got people calling you an idiot on Twitter and text because you're claiming that you can, you know, and this is the, let me read this. I'm not going to say who it's from because I don't want to embarrass him. But someone says, hi, Ian, as a recovering alcoholic, I can agree that the caller is an idiot. I could drink till the cows come home and nobody would have a clue. It used to be the case that I was more likely to be noticed if I hadn't had a drink. You can't, you you can't tell Peter from CCTV footage whether someone is drunk or not. That's just, you can't. Okay, that's, that's a fair comment. That's a fair comment. It's fact. It's fact. But, okay, how, how how do people feel about nine eleven? I, th- I think some people f- find it very upsetting. But it is very upsetting. But there's definitely a bit of a conspiracy going on there, isn't there? No, not definitely. There is, there are, there are conspiracy theories around it, but there's there's not definitely a conspiracy Just... going on. Just buildings collapsing? Well, they weren't just buildings just collapsing, were they? They did have two aeroplanes smash into them. Yes, but there was also the fact that a steel frame building has never collapsed before. 
Has a steel f- frame building ever had, what, what were they, were they 747s? I, I'm, I don't remember. Have, has it ever had a 747 smash into the side before? Well, wasn't there a hotel in, was it Spain or something? It was on fire for 48 hours. No, the, the question was, has a steel frame building ever had a 747 smash into the side of it before? Well, I think the Twin Towers were actually built to withhold a, a plane collision. Well, you say you think... Do you know that? Well, well, I'm pretty sure. And if you, you well, know, if, well, if 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 a guy if a guy phoning in a late night phoning show on a Thursday night is pretty sure, then it must be true. No, but isn't there architects for nine eleven? I don't. Uh, then, I there say, must have been architects but... for nine eleven. Do you mean the buildings or the architects of the tragedy? The buildings. There, there were probably building. There were probably architects for the twin towers. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Anyway, all, all I was saying, my whole point was... Yes? <laughs> Aren't some people nuts, Peter? Maybe I am. I didn't say that. I said some people. Thank you for that. I enjoyed that. Um, don't forget to tick your Rage Your Diaries. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. just it seems the less i do the the more there is wow that's something quick someone put that on a poster with a an american indian silhouetted <laughs> the less i do the more there is um <clears throat> we're gonna have rick wakeman in a bit cleo hello bud Yes. Um, this whole everything's a bit weird thing. Mm. Since Tuesday, after your show on Tuesday night, um, I went on social media and saw a friend mention that they had been born in the same maternity hospital as me. 
it's Princess Mary Maternity in Newcastle. And it got us thinking about me mum because um, she has what's called rhesus disease, which means when you're pregnant, if she's got rhesus negative blood, so when she's pregnant, you've got to like match the right people to have like a successful birth. And she she had um. All my life I've known she had our Stephen at a young age, me one of my brothers. And because she was that young, my grandparents took him in. Then she had a miscarriage with a second child. Then she had another, my other brother, Lee. And I was the fourth. And apparently it's supposed to be one success, one fail, one success, one fail. And I was meant to be a fail. And I've, my mum's always said we've got this special blood, me and her, because I'm the only one who shares the same blood as her. And I've never really taken it beyond that um, all my life. Now, all my life I've been sh- very short, uh, overweight, but still just eating the same as everybody else. I don't overeat. I've had weak muscle problems, uh, weak joint problems, and been a bit of an outsider, really. And I've been a depressive since as long as I can remember. But there's never been a sort of acknowledgement of what it really was, or whether it was just life full stop um so i did i did a bit of digging into this uh hospital i was born in this maternity ward hospital um and it was a center of research for this place for this sorry this condition and i found out um i'm what's called a rhesus survivor never heard of the term didn't have any inkling about whatever it was. And I found a few forums. Loads of people exactly the same as me. Short. Problems with the limbs and all that stuff. And um, very slow metabolism and loads of problems as kids. I was quite sickly as a kid. I was active, but sickly. But I've, all my life, I've never had an actual terminology for like what's been screwing us up all my entire life. So this was obviously about three or four o'clock in the morning after your show on Tuesday, and I was like begging to ask my mum all these questions about what it was like, the pregnancy, and all that stuff. So I didn't sleep all night just researched researched and researched when she woke up i rang her up and i started quoting her names of people i've heard about and half of them were doctors in the hospital and it was a specialist unit and 
I've been doing research into the actual blood we've got. It's rhesus or negative. And it's the only blood type where everybody can use ours. But we can't use everybody else's. We have to have rhesus or negative. So where are you now with this? It's quite odd because they, they, all these forums, they've all got the same problems. And they've not... There's no studies beyond kids at the age of 14. They did a lot of studies where they followed kids up who'd survived. And, but they didn't take it beyond the age of 14, from what I can find, at least. Um, none of the official reports. So where are you now with this? I've joined these forums. We're trying, in America, they're trying to get it recognised as an actual syndrome or non subject syndrome, maybe a... And they're looking for adults to be, um, what's the word, researched, basically adult survivors. Because many of them didn't survive beyond teens. And I've always had this feeling in my brain and in my soul, as it were, that I'd never survive beyond my 20s, to be honest. And I've told you I had that incident two years ago um, and survived. And it's, it's thrown me, it's thrown everything about my life upside down because I've learned more than 48 hours about... But why is it thrown... I don't understand why it's thrown everything upside down. You're still the same person. You've still had the same experiences. Why, why, why do you feel that your life has been thrown upside down? Because I'm not the only one. That's simple. It's as simple as that. I felt I'd been the only one all my life. I have no response. I have no response because it's so out of my sphere. Um, I, I don't know. I can't imagine what that feels like. I don't know what it feels like. I don't think I'm quite understanding everything that you're saying, but that's probably my fault and not yours. Um, it's a lot to take in. Well, yeah. It um, is for me, and I'm, I'm still taking it in. That's the weird thing. Um, um, so, what are you, what, so what are you going to do? See, most of the forums are based in America, but they've all got the same... I'm thing. always it's very, very, very I, you know, um, I, 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 I wouldn't... I personally would not allow my life to be literally or metaphorically turned upside down by forums because oh, no, no. because you know the forums well forums are forums you know they are often um uh, used by um the uh, lonely the unkind the unhappy the unstable yeah. the um you know not to denigrate what you're telling me but the, the quite often they're used by people whose grips on reality are not perhaps as they should be so mm. I, I, you know I, I i i personally wouldn't get to i think if i just found them forums straight away without see i, I ended up with the forums i didn't start there you know what i mean all research I did was into the place itself, the people who work there. There's a guy, he's called, he's got a nickname, the King of Rhesus. I, I tell you what, I tell you what it is, I've got it. I've got it. 
Yeah. I don't get... I, I, I am obviously missing something. I don't get the significance of this story. And it obviously... And I, and I don't mean... I'm not saying this to demean your story at all. Obviously, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. a huge, you know, quantum shift uh, uh, for you. I don't get it. I don't... I don't get... I, 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 I don't get what has... I don't get what has changed or what has happened or what... I don't get the story. It's like... See, I've, I've not... It's, I've been brought up to think that, like, I've been sort of muddy cuddled and sort of this. See me, mum. It's hard to explain. No, it is, and I, and and that's why I'm not. You know, it's it, it's it's probably a deficit on both of our, our parts here. Yeah. To get this, I can't. I I don't understand what you're telling me that is is such a, a, a cosmic shift. But that's not to demean the fact yeah, that it I is a, it is a cosmic from. shift mm. for you. Let's say I'm still working my way through it, but it's, it's like when I've told my mom the various procedures. She's, I asked her about the procedures, and she'd sort of, I think, probably forgotten about it as a like you know, I survived, just move on, and let's blah blah blah. But I wasn't expected to survive. That's the thing. Mm. Um, and I've got a brother buried somewhere, and she's told us she's visited him. Like I think when she was pregnant with me. Because, see, I live in a place uh, called Seam. It's a very small town. And it's quite a distance away from where my mum had to go to, to get the treatment and stuff. Um, but there's, there's, it's a very small percentage of people who survived. And it's a, there's a very small percentage of people who survived into adulthood. Mm. And apparently I'm one. And it's like, it's, it's just... All my life I've had these problems and I've had to battle and say... Look, I've had people having a go because I'm overweight. Oh, okay. So you feel that you feel thought. that? Have I got this right? So you feel that now you have, um, uh, uh, um, I don't know, a title, a label, a name yeah. to give to the reasons why you struggled physically. Yes. There we go. And I'm not the only one. That's the way you think because you think you are. I've been on so many sort of diets, like clinical ones. I was tested for dwarfism when I was a kid because I'm short and, um. It's just, it's weird, all these little things. It's sort of, it's given an explanation, mm. like, a, like a, a cap on the head well, of what I've been. Well, Cleo, I, I wish you the best of luck with your uh, uh, your journey and uh, your discovery, and I hope it brings you um, some form of peace. Thank you for that. Um, I'm getting um, the bat signal must have been Sean. I'm getting people tweeting about 9-11. The buildings were designed specifically to withstand airplane attacks. The third building that collapsed didn't get hit. That kind of stuff. Um, um, Okay, that's great. You've obviously watched these documentary. Watch Loose Change! Oh, you've got to watch Loose Change! Watch Loose Change on YouTube! You want me to watch a four-hour homemade documentary that someone um, has put on YouTube? Um, I started Loose Change. I got five minutes into it, and the editing was so bad. I thought, nah, I'm not doing this for four hours. I'm all, which version of Loose Change did you watch? Because he redid it a bit later on with more information. Nah. Nah. 
not gonna. But thank you. You obviously know more about it than me. Okay. It was George Bush that did it. And, um, okay. It wasn't just um, several Saudis who would, uh, who commandeered aeroplanes. Fair enough. Good. Okay. I'm glad that's one. That one is sorted. Uh, there's still a few minutes to give me a call before uh, Rick Wakeman. We play the Rick Wakeman tapes. 03444991000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. We've only got some. Um, Two minutes and 20 seconds till we have the next break and then we come back and we introduce um, Rick Waitman. So, Catherine, it's over to you. What do you want to fill this time I with? think we should have two minutes of um, quiet contemplation. Thinking time. Mm-hmm. No, well, I... Uh, I, I well, there's been such a lot of information over the last two and a bit hours. There really, there really has. I'm, I didn't... Um, I wasn't. Was I too dismissive of Lane? The the no. the the, the it, it, what was obviously an enormous revelation for him. I didn't quite get now whether that was in the storytelling or the listening or I don't know. But I I didn't quite get the enormous the profundity, of it, which is often the case when when big things happen to us yeah. and we tell. It's like when you you know when you have you first have kids mm-hmm. right. And um, you leave the hospital and you're carrying the kid in the, the carrier, whatever it is. You expect the whole world to tiptoe around you and also look at your beautiful baby and go, oh, congrats, that must yeah. be a newborn. Just look at Facebook for that in evidence all but, the time. But no one does. No, no one does. They, they see a per- If they even see you, they see a person carrying a baby in a carrier. That's, that's it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not the profound experience for even even close friends when it's the second one. It's not a profound experience, you know, for, 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 to see a friend having a second baby, you know. Mm. So, um, so it is quite often the way. What I heard from Lane, and I'm sure he'll forgive me if I'm, if I'm wrong. I bet he won't. He will. I bet he won't. He likes me. He's doesn't, got a doesn't like you so much. Oh, okay. Um, Technically, he's banned, so he's, you shouldn't have let him on. He's so, well, I did say to him, you know, you're banned. I can't promise. Yeah. He's someone I think who's felt quite alone for a lot yeah. of his life and yeah. suddenly he, he realizes that maybe there's an explanation ah. for that ah or I, the, what i thought you were going to end that sentence with and suddenly he, he is not so alone he will and he there's that too and he did say that okay well um that was a that was a fun chat i enjoyed that well it was all right it was okay it certainly did its job and its job was to fill between these ad breaks Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. So, uh, Rick, we we interviewed Rick Wakeman before I went on strike. Uh-huh. Okay, and um, you were convinced we played it out. I was half convinced that we played it out, but I, you know my memory is terrible. I and mean, when people refer back to shows two days before I, lane referred to something two days before and i didn't have a clue what he was talking about but i just went uh uh-huh. so i don't know i'm easily led you know i'm like these people that, that get all the information from youtube documentaries um but you were convinced that we played out rick wakeman i kind of was but then i thought why wouldn't i have made that into a special podcast so i then, only because of the strike but then so then i messaged um the brilliant matthew stevenson who Thank collects uh, well no 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 he he let oh. him he let us down. What? So I messaged Matthew privately so as not to embarrass ourselves and said, but did we play the Rick Wakeman interview? He went, 
mm, I'm not sure. <gasps> so then I tweeted it publicly, and, and Scott came back, and a few people came back and said, no, 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 you've not played it. So we'll play it now, although I think he might be talking about a tour that's already happened. I'm not totally sure. Anyway, Rick Wakeman, you will know him. Some of you will know him. Sorry, that was a bit demeaning. Some of you will only know him from programs like Grumpy Old Men and Watchdog and stuff like that. Um... But a you, dear listener, will know him for his um, musical prowess. He's played with Cat Stevens and David Bowie and um, all kinds of people. He's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And I dive straight in there at the top of the interview by uh, talking to him about one of the geekiest and best records of all time, Close to the Edge, by the rock group Yes. Enjoy. Oh, it's such a pleasure to hear your voice. I chatted to you age, years and years ago in another life, Hello. and it's um, uh, it's time for round two. Listen, I tell you the reason why you're on my mind, Rick. I've got two young lads who are seven and five, right? And they love they love music. They love uh, kind of you know the Beatles and the Monkeys and the Zombies. And we're in my car, and my eldest said, "Daddy, what's the longest song that you know?" <laughs> and I went, "Ah, I've got a song on my iPod." That's just under 19 minutes long by a group called Yes, Close to the Edge. Yep. And uh, <laughs> we put it on and they loved it. Really? They, uh, well, this, you sound surprised. Close to the Edge is a masterpiece, you know. It really is one of those songs. And my seven and five-year-old, they're, they're going, how much longer's left? How mu-? And they were singing it. They were, seasons will pass you, but they were singing it and absolutely oh, loving it. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> it's so good. How did... I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump all over the place, if you don't mind, but what are your memories of Close to the Edge? Because that's how I got into you. I've got a lot of memories of Close to the Edge. We uh, we wanted to do the, the second album. We, start, we, we started talking about it after we did the Fragile album. Yeah. And we decided that we wanted to do one long story mm. uh, as, as a piece, which obviously meant John writing some lyrics that nobody could understand but, <laughs> but, uh, but would work and we wanted it to be a lot in a lot of musical sections yeah and and there was there was a few things that we'd you know that we sort of thought about and talked about uh one was uh use of the old church organ yeah you know because it was there's always a thing when you're doing music of how how you can build and you can you know you can add guitars and you can add keyboards you can add all sorts of things but suddenly there's two things that suddenly will just take you to another stratosphere mm. one is one is the church organ and another one's the choir you throw those on and you're in you're in second heaven so we we decided that certainly there was going to be some church organ uh to do and i uh, and i'd worked on a few church organs over the years so there was a few that i knew recorded well so that that was a something that we knew we were going to throw in somewhere yeah we also wanted to have, um, I know it sounds daft, some simplicity, which sounds ridiculous for yes, but we wanted to have things where, where there were things where there was very little playing and just John's voice. Yeah. And then suddenly it goes completely berserk. Uh, that was the plan. Lots and lots of what we call colour, light and shade. And the the opening bit was interesting because we wanted to... Uh, create what we lovingly used to call the sparkle tape, mm. and and there was there was no wonderful boxes or machines back then that you could you could do that with. Uh, you know, you you had to create everything, I and mean, this was all done on sixteen tracks. Yeah, back then, of course. So we went out with uh, Revox tape recorders, and we recorded everything from 
bell, bells to birds. You went out and did it yourselves? Yeah, to oh, birds, to, wow. birds to, to, to wind noises, yeah. to water, to all sorts of things. We recorded all this, came back, we put it on a 16-track, and then we mixed it onto, uh, onto a quarter-inch. But then the problem was we had to put it back onto the 16-track. So we formed what was what was you would call these days a loop tape, which is where we joined about 200 foot of tape together yeah. and ran it off of the machine, and we had pencils sticking in holes. In I've heard legends of, of bands doing this in the 60s and the yeah. 70s. It's actually happened. So it some, you'd be... Did, and it went all, we all had our own pencils to keep the tape and things <laughs> going and round, and we did... And the, well, the thing that's ridiculous is, well, it's not ridiculous, really. It was that wonderful period of time where musicians were ahead of technology. So yeah. you had to find a way of making it work. Yeah. And it, the whole thing, I think, took us about two weeks to do. Wow. Non-stop of work. When, back in 2002, we decided to play Close to the Edge again, mm. with uh, the equipment I had, they said, oh, can we sort out the sparkle tape? I said, yeah. And I think it took me about eight minutes. <laughs> But do you know which one was the more fun? Oh, of course, the one where you're standing around with pencils, Absolutely of course. Absolutely right. I went, when my boys listen to music, I just, uh, I want them to enjoy, but every now and then I'm going to say, how does this make you feel, boys? What does this remind you of? And my youngest, the, the first two minutes of Close to the Edge, he said, Daddy, I think this is what magic sounds like. That's oh, a that's a good description, isn't it? I'm speaking to John in the morning, so I must tell him that he'd love it. Oh, I, I, you're, you're touring again, right? Yep. Wh- oh, yeah. What what do you have to do to be called yes these days? I can never understand it. Obviously, there's some legal thing going on. What what oh, do you have to I do to be I, yes? I don't know. We 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 make the drifters look logical. <laughs> I mean, we, I mean I, it, it, it's one of those weird things with yeah. a, with a band. I mean, it happened before with when we formed a Anderson Brew for Wakeman and yeah. Howe. I mean, if you've got a band of of shall we say A B C and D and E, yeah, uh, and then uh, a leaves mm. and uh, F comes in. I'm yeah. going to get my letters muddled up here. Okay. Then B leaves and G comes in. Yeah. And then C leaves and H, H comes in. Yes. I mean, after after a little while, all of the original letters, shall we say, the people have gone. Yeah. But the band still exists because of the new people that have come in. Yeah. Then the problem often arises, as it did with Anderson, Bruford, Wayman and Howe, which is where four of us. Not quite the originals, but part of the classic lineup got back together again, and there were more of us than there were in the the yes that was continuing. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and that was confusing for for the fans because they went, "Well, hold on a minute, um, who's who's who? What's what's going on there?" Uh, and it was, uh, and in the end, we did one giant big union tour of where we all joined in together, which was hilarious fun. I, I bet that say. was great. Uh, it was very funny. Um, and then uh, uh, and then it went back to being a fire piece again. Um, um, I wasn't there for that, but uh, Steve and I and Bill had gone. We left. And they went back to a fire piece and went on and did... Uh, all sorts of all sorts of things, which was which was interesting, mm. and then uh, and then we had a situation, of course, recently when John, myself, and Trevor Rabin, mm. uh, we said, you know, we want to go out and play some yes music, and uh, that's, you know, especially you know, some of the stuff that we were heavily involved in, uh, which is exactly what we did. We went out last year and toured America, incredibly successful. Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, I mean, I have to be honest with you. The, 
I was so proud of the band. It was so good. You know, we we added in Lee Pomeroy on bass, who is, I reckon, probably the best bass player in Europe, if not the world yeah. at the moment. And then also Lou Molino, who's a phenomenal drummer, who's done a lot of work with Trevor Rabin, an amazing amount of stuff. Great player. And the band, it was good. And the fans came out in their droves. And it was fantastic. So uh, th- so the next, the next problem came, of course, because we're now... We're coming back and we're touring England. We're in England where we go to Israel next week. And then we go, come back, we do 12 shows in England, then out to Europe and then to Japan. And then we're back out in America again. Oh, beautiful. Summer, which is which is great. Yeah. But it, what, the interesting thing is, I mean, I'm very happy. We, we've called ourselves um, ARW, Anderson, Rabin, Wakeman, uh, which uh, uh, well, basically because we couldn't come up with anything else. Hang on a minute. I've got a better one. D- War. Well, do you know, we, uh, I, I tell a sort of a silly thing, and when we do a meet and greet, they say, why did you pick on our dog? I said, well, there's two wonderful uh, acronyms, uh, sorry, of anagrams yeah. of uh, ARW, which is war or raw. Yeah. I said, but we gave it to our management to choose, <laughs> and they're dyslexic. <laughs> and uh, so that's how they go. But it, the interesting thing is that, uh, I mean, it's ARW playing an evening of yes music and uh it didn't seem to worry the uh, the fans because they just came out in their droves yeah a, a lot of the and a lot of them were just saying well as far as we're concerned you're yes anyway but to me yes it yes is the music yeah yeah not particularly who's who's playing it the only thing i will say is for me i've always believed that you you can't actually have yes music without john singing yeah and it's the same i mean i've often said that there's certain bands that if the singer chat, there wouldn't be the band. I mean, can you imagine Led Zeppelin without Robert Plant? Yeah, you're right. And uh, I mean, John's voice is is so distinct and is so you know tied in with the history of the band that Absolutely. yeah, that th- that is the voice of yes. Absolutely, and uh, you know, as I say, these things like you can't imagine Zeppelin without Robert Plant. Yeah. You can't imagine the Who without Roger Daltrey. You can't imagine the Stones without Mick Jagger. There's certain there's certain bands you just say take the singer away and you're in, you're in trouble. You know. I mean, unless the singer passes away, as the sadly in that situation with with Freddie, Freddie Mercury, yeah. and Queen, you know, there's you, you can't take these people away. Um, for a while, um, I'm teaching my again, Mike. Go back to my boys. I'm teaching my kids that all music is music, right? And it, it doesn't matter if it's prog, if it's rock, if it's soul, if it if it's dance, if you if it's disco, if you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. I'm trying to get rid of correct. Trying to get rid of that snobbery. And for a long time, there was a lot of snobbery around that P word, the prog word. Oh, it, I know it was it, it was the it was the, the musical equivalent of porn. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, I, I used to say that people went into a, a record shop. Do you remember the days we had record shops? Oh, I, d- I do. And they said, uh, uh, "I'd like uh, 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 some some heavy metal, please." I just bought this heavy metal band. I'd like I've got some some great country rock here, and I've got a bit of classical, some nice folk music I've got, and then. And then they'd look around and go, have you got any prog? <laughs> and the guy would put his hand under the counter and he'd come up in a brown paper, <laughs> paper bag and sort of hand it over. Like, uh, and that's what it was. But do, do you know that the interesting thing is, you see, we're now into generations mm. uh, that don't actually remember the start of, shall we say, rock and roll. So yeah. they can't put a date on anything. Yeah. And so they either like it or they don't like it. Uh, I mean, there's a story that I, 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 I tell occasionally where I was taught a massive lesson about music, and it was uh, year 2001, it was, and I was I go to South America to play a lot, and I was down in South America, and I walked out my hotel, and this young lad was 
spoke really good English come up to me and he had a vinyl copy of my six buys of the Henry VIII mm. and uh, he said will you sign this please Mr. Wave I said yeah of course I will and I said how old are you he said 16 beautiful and I said uh, what do you like about this old music and he got really quite angry he said what do you mean old music I said well this is old I did this in 1972 he said it may be old to you but it's new to me <laughs> he said never forget that when somebody hears something for the first time, yeah. it's new. I heard this for the first time last week and loved it. It's new. Wow. Don't ever forget, whenever you play in a concert, there are people in the audience. For them, it is new. And off he went, and I just took about being hit with a sledge. Yeah. That you played. And I went back in the hotel, and my drummer, Tony, was at the bar, and he said, he said, you're right. He said, you look like you just had the biggest shock of your life. I said, I've just been taught an amazing <laughs> lesson by a 16-year-old kid. Uh, and I've never forgotten that. But it's true, isn't it? You know, I go to it concerts is. now, and I, I, the boys are only seven and five, but I, I, I take them to see Brian Wilson and, and the yeah, Monkees, and, and uh, um, we're going to see the beat, you know, a version of the Beach Boys, and all this stuff. And, and you're right, these songs, I mean, your song's 40 years old, 45 years old. Uh, uh, so many oh. bands celebrating their 50th anniversary, sort of oh, around about now. 50th anniversary next year. Is it? Yeah. Flip it. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, of course. And, and yeah. That's, I mean, we talk about Close to the Edge. It sounds so fresh, it doesn't sound dated. Well, you listen to a lot. The interesting thing is, one of the great things about a lot of bands and musicians and that and things today, when you, you listen to it, uh, they have, because we all do, we, we don't do it deliberately, but we all take from different areas and uh, areas and eras that we know and, and, and love. Yeah. You, you can play a lot of music that's around today, and you, you'd be hard pushed... Mm if you didn't know who the artist was, whether it was 70s, 80s, 90s, yeah. 2000s, you know, you'd be really hard pushed to know because there's such a wide expanse of music going on at the moment, which is fantastic. And nobody sticks a date stamp on it anymore. Mm. You know, you, you summed it up right beginning. You said you either like it or you don't like yeah. it. Yeah, and I, th I think a lot, I think we've lost, with, with, with the end of things like Top of the Pops and, and uh, you know, vinyl and CD sales sort of becoming a different thing, the way we absorb music is different. I think a lot of that snobbery has gone to a certain extent, you know. In, oh, it's disappeared. You're right, it's disappeared altogether. I mean, um, and uh, what is very interesting now is that you've got a generation of, of uh, especially young people in that now, who are discovering vinyl for the first yeah, time yeah. and going, what's this all about? Mm. I mean, uh, as you're probably aware, for the last two years, vinyl has outsold all other formats. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's a, a, I'll give you an example of, of, of how difficult it is. Uh, want, we wanted vinyl versions of my Piano Portraits album. So we, we, that went in line to be, uh, to be pressed up uh, back, I think it was last may mm. and we got it last week oh it's all booked up i've got a tiny little record label and, and all the vinyl presses are booked up for months you can't get anywhere near and there's one guy in czechoslovakia well the old czechoslovakia czech republic who i just take my hat off to donkeys years ago when emi closed down he bought all their the the, the uh, vinyl pressing stuff oh very smart and everybody laughed at him. yeah He's now the richest man in Eastern <laughs> Europe. You mentioned the new album, or the album that came out earlier this year, Piano Portraits. Uh, y you're still making albums, Rick, and I was I was wondering why. Do you do? Because because record music doesn't sell as much as it used to. Is it you've just got this overwhelming urge just to keep 
making things. Well, yeah, well, it's, 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 your, it's your record, it's your diary, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's your musical diary, you know, when you depart this mortal coil, it's what you leave. And you away. still get that thrill. We had Dave Mason on the other week, and he, yeah. he kind of said, I don't make records anymore because it won't sell, and I'll put all this work into it, and we'll, we'll sell a thousand copies, what's the point? But, but, but you, you still enjoy having that thing, having that thing and people being able to go and get it. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm lucky that, the, the, I mean, there's, there's so few places you can buy, but you can still buy, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, piano portraits, I mean, that'll, I don't know, it's already around about 50,000 or something in the UK. Wow. You, you can still, you can still sell. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's nothing like it used to be when I, you know, used to be in the, in the, you know, to get in the top ten. You needed to sell a minimum of a quarter of a million or or, or plus. No, Do you remember no. when records sold a million copies? A million yeah. copy single. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you could you could do an awful lot, but you know, I think I think that's going to turn round. I think that it's going to come back. I think record stores not quite as they used to be. They're going to come back because of the of the phenomenal interest in vinyl. Yep. You know, and, and that, and the people getting interested in the artwork again, and, mm. and reading the notes about what it's all about. Uh, and I, I think it's it's going to, I, th- I think it's going to be a make a big resurgence in in returning things to a little bit as they were. Well, there's nothing I, like. I don't agree with with, with Dave that it's not worth it because it is your heritage. Yeah. It is what you, yeah, you put a lot of the work in, but it's what you leave. Uh, I mean, if you don't record it, uh, what is there for? people to discover in years to come yeah. or, or you know they, they can't you know get into your head you know so i don't think it's a, a, a um even if it's going to i mean i've i've made cds purely on a selfish level because it was music that i knew it, it, it wouldn't sell because it wasn't uh, a job but it was something that i felt that i very much needed to to record yeah and to have it there you know, I mean, it's what's the point of having a diary if you don't write in it? And and our lives are musical diaries for musicians. So you you if you don't if you don't fill in your diary, then there's nothing for people to discover. What a lovely way of looking at it. And and the thing the thing I enjoy, which you get with CDs a bit, but you get more with vinyl. Is there is I can spend literally hours just in a record shop or a record fair flicking through that thing when you stood there and you're flicking through and you're seeing yep. and you mentioned the artwork of course it the the yes albums and your solo albums particularly the ones in the 70s the artwork was integral wasn't it i mean you really went to yep. town on those things well roger dean was uh, well, still is one he's one of my dearest friends roger he's he's absolutely amazing i mean he he somehow manages to translate the music in, into the wonderful paintings that he does yeah and I, I, you know, to me, the, I mean, yes, there's always had some decent artwork for other stuff, even when Roger hasn't done it. But it's the Roger Dean artwork that people associate with, yes. And it's the only one that really worked mm. for, for me. Um, he did, when I re-recorded King Arthur a couple of years ago and Journey four years ago, um, Rog did the artwork for both of those. Uh, they're just amazing. He's a he's a clever. But people love all that. They mm. love looking at it and and reading all the notes. With no disrespect to CD, you can't read no. anything on those covers. You know, um, you know, I've 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 seen spiders walk across it and be able to read. It, you know? <laughs> well, that was the thing you did. You know, in the eighties when I was buying records, there was nothing. You would put the record on and you would sit there. 
yeah. and listen to it, and well, ten minutes in, you'd pick up the cover and you'd start, and you'd, you'd pour over the cover. You wouldn't go off and do stuff. You wouldn't be looking at your phone. You wouldn't be what you, you'd sit and listen yeah. to the record. And do you know the other thing as well? I mean, I used to go to record shops and things all the time when I when I lived in. In Buckinghamshire, I used to go to Highwick. There's a record shop in Highwick I used to go to. Yeah. Quite a, quite a big one. It wasn't an HMV kind of thing, but it was big. I used to go in there, and I'd go in there specifically maybe to buy an album that I wanted to. And I guarantee you, I would come out with that album, but I'd come out probably with two or three yeah, more. Yeah. Because you'd go through and go, oh, wow, I didn't know that was out. Yeah. And then somebody who you didn't know go, well, if you like that, did you know so and so's just got? You go, really? And you get talking to people, and then you go back. And it was word of mouth, actually, that sold albums, because you'd funny I say, have you heard this album? Yeah. It's fantastic. And, and also, the other thing as well is, uh, at that time, back in the, in the late 60s and 70s, um, DJs, presenters on the radio, had a certain freedom of what they could go in and play. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people like Nicky Horn used to go in with a you know, stack full of records under his arm for your mothers wouldn't wouldn't like it. Yeah. There was nobody saying to him, right, you've got to play something from the A-list here, something from the B-list. Oh, got, don't. Know. I had a, I, I got invited on Radio 4 recently to argue with um, with someone like uh, uh, about this. I, I was arguing that we need more personality on radio, and, you know, if you're employing people on a music station, then you should trust them to know what, mu- you know. You, you, and, and there was a, there was this guy going, well, no, everything is chosen scientifically because we want, we want this A-song and then we want a song from the sea. No! Go in with a stack of records or CDs and go, right, I feel like playing this, or I heard this last night, and it's brilliant. And you... Yeah. That, that personality. Well, we... I mean, I can remember in... Uh, oh, I'll give you... I'll give you a classic example. Go on. Uh, I... In 1968, I was 19 years old. Yeah. If I... Uh, if, I can't tell you the exact month. If, if, if it was early '68, then I would have been 18 years old. But a, and I bought the, the the Shades of Deep Purple album. Yeah. And I went back uh, where I was living up at home at the time with my mum and dad because I was about to go to college. And I can remember playing that album and calling um, half a dozen mates. And if 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 you gave me ten minutes, I could probably name them actually. <laughs> uh, and then uh, who, I said, "You've got to come round and listen to this album." Yeah. And they came around, and we all sat round and listened to the album from start to finish. Wow. And that's what and that's what it, and we used to do things like that all the time. Come and listen to this. I can remember. Yeah. I can remember. I trying to think who it was now, but a mate of mine said, "Come around. I've just got uh, in the Court of the Crimson King." Oh, beautiful! Right, great. Thank you very much. Shot round and listen. And that's that, that's that's what happened. Yeah, it was an amazingly social thing. As, uh, you know, albums were. You went to a you went to a party, and you took albums. Mm. And I've, I've brought. Oh, what you bought? Great. We'll stick it on. It was a huge social thing, you know. Um, you've you've very successfully and i'm gonna i guess it's 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 pretty unique you've made that transition um rick from and i'm not gonna say national treasure because that <laughs> kind of implies that you, you're gonna die soon and you're not but <laughs> do, do you know what i mean you've made that transition from being in you know huge but it's a, this is a contradiction huge but slightly fringy bands yeah to to being in the mainstream by being you know the grumpy old man and, and I've seen you on the one show and I think I've seen you on Watchdog and stuff like that. How yeah. how, how did you how did you do that? How did that happen? Um, by not planning anything. Yeah, I never I never planned anything. It, things happen. You know when it, uh, I was I, 
there's a, there's a great thing about I mean I, about the word luck. Mm. You know, I always love the Arnold. I'll, I'll explain why. But I always love the Arnold Palmer thing when you know the golfer when he was asked in Arnold Palmer was asked in an interview he just won about his tenth major or something. They said, "Well, you just won your tenth major, Arnold. Uh, uh, don't you think you're, you're you're really lucky with everything in your life?" And Arnold said, "Well, it's, it's amazing." He said. He said, it's very strange that the, the harder I practice, the luckier I seem to get. <laughs> and also the other one, which is a great definition, the definition of luck, which is when preparation meets opportunity. Mm. Now, you do have to have certain bits of good fortune along the way. I mean, I was very lucky in, in as much as that uh, a lot of the TV programs that I got invited to go on became hugely popular. I mean, yeah. I was on everything for sort of, Countdown and through the keel to you know I, I did seven years of Watchdog, hosted live at Jonglers for ITV, all of those kind of things just turned out to be and grumpy old men of course yeah. turned out to be big programs. Mm. Now that I could have been on five programs that died on their backside. Yeah, but it was that was that was. That was but on the other hand, you know if you're ready to go on them and can offer something and have some fun, that works really well. And it's. I didn't plan any of this. I mean, I love doing TV, and I love... I'm a great radio nut. I'm a great TV nut. I love... I think they're both fantastic mediums. And it's... Uh, and there was, when the opportunity came to, to, to be a part of them, you know, I, I, I jumped at it. But it wasn't... I never sort of sat down with and said, well, I'll tell you what I like to do. Apart from doing the music, I think I'll do... I'll, I'll see if I can get into radio. Because I think yeah. the moment you say, I th this is what I want to try and do, I don't think you ever succeed. Yeah, you know it's 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 the same. I mean, musically, I mean, you know, fortunately, I've done you know the prog rock stuff. I do the the, the piano shows. I do the the stand up shows, which are half half piano and half stupid anecdotal, silly stand up stories, which I love doing. Then I do the orchestral shows, the big stuff with the orchestras and choir. You know, I, it's it's uh, it's wonderfully diverse. I've you know I've had the chance to write some books and things, and you know. I've just had a, had a word of it. Every day is different. Yeah. You know? you're, enjoy, you're, you're happy and you're enjoying life. I, I love life. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I know it's, it sounds a bit weird. I can't wait to wake up in the morning. It's, it's no, great. It's I do, I, I'm up at, normally up at half past five most yeah. mornings. And I, cause I love the mornings to get things done. And every day is, is different in its own way. Listen, you've got the album out, Piano Portraits, you've got the, the ARW tour, and we'll, we'll, we'll tweet all the links and stuff like that, that's all through yeah, March. I've got, I've got some Piano Portraits uh, dates as well. On what's, the, your, what's your website, um, that, Rick, and we can uh, send people uh, that R way? RWCC.com. Okay, all right. And um, we, 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 so that, that sounds like the, the year's pretty much full up so far. Yeah, and if we do the ARW... Um, play uh, 50th anniversary of Yes Music next year. That's wow. That's next year. Go, uh, <laughs> although I've got one little nice thing that I'm looking for. I did, Go on. I did King Arthur at the O2, yeah. uh, which was fantastic fun with the orchestra and choir kitchen sink. And I've always had a dream to take it to Tintagel, to King Arthur. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, but it's always been difficult before because... Uh, uh, when uh, English Heritage was government-run, um, I mean, it would have been easier to have sort of, do, I don't know, to have gone to the moon and played it than it was done that. But English Heritage is a private company now, and uh, I talked to them about it. They came to the O2, loved it. So the, the plan is next July, wow. we're going to take it. 
uh, with orchestra, choir, kitchen sink job to uh, Tintagel to the to round just to some Beautiful. big fields by the car. And uh, I've already spoken to. So I thought well, in for a penny, so I've got jousting tournaments. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely outrageous. So I love it. Mixture of all of the 50-year anniversary. Oh, mate, listen, I love it. I'm going to try and find... I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to try and find a show that I can, that I can bring my boys to that isn't a school night, because um, I'm, I'm taking them to everything, and I'm saying to them, if you don't like what I like, that's absolutely fine, but you should experience yep. it, and you should see it, and so far, they've, they've enjoyed the ride. And I say, oh, tell, tell John, it, they, they were singing... Clo- a five- and a seven-year-old in the back of my car singing close to the edge, saying, this is what I think magic sounds like, Daddy. So... Well, I'm, I'm going to speak to... I speak to John too. Uh, tomorrow night because he's in California that's where he lives yeah. and I'm going to tell him that he that will absolutely knock him out I can Fan- tell you that now fantastic uh, Rick honestly such a thrill to talk to you anytime you want to come on and plug stuff you've, you, you've got an open invitation you're a gentleman and a scholar sir. thank you mate take care bye 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 talk radio talk and entertainment across the nation talk radio give it some lift